So we do have a little bit of an announcement, guys. Um, new executive producer oh, has signed on. Is this is this a Kathy Dalby announcement? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Kathy is now our uh, executive producer of the show. Yeah, she wanted us to talk about that at the beginning of the of the show. I guess like she's not going to do anything for us until we mention it. Is that how it works? <laughs> I didn't say that. I, uh, I mean, I think she got things, headphones. Things take a little time. Yeah, she got so, headphones. So there's there, there's. Yeah. I know mine are it's gold. A pro- it's a process. Yeah. yeah. What's up, everybody, and welcome into Pace the Nation, broadcasting back here at Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia, here in the heart of Arlington County. Of course, the heart of Arlington County is Clarendon. Everybody knows that. Back again for episode 123. And to get us through this Pace the Nation episode 123, to my right, it's my co-host, Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? I feel like I shouldn't even have to point this out, but this episode is one, two, three. Uh, you do have five. I didn't even think about that. One, two, three. Yes. I wonder if we'll get to one, two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Of course, our other co-host, he's also in studio with us. To my left, William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? Um, quick question. Yeah. What is Pace the Nation? Uh, it's a podcast about running and other things. Mm-hmm. And like, what kind of other things? Dogs, um, my life. But for yeah, it's, parenting. It's a vehicle for you to complain. But <laughs> <Right>. no, <laughs> yeah. Like when the people ask you, you say, "Oh, I do this podcast," and they ask yeah. you to explain it. Okay. What's your What's your answer? Because. Uh, okay. I think it's it's a way that we uh, tell uh, stories. Of the DC running community, uh, probably DC uh, and beyond running community. All right, I'm already out. Joanna, what is Pace the Nation? <laughs> um, it's a podcast about running, ish. Yeah, I, I think that uh, in, until we can people, answer right? this question, right. we're not going to grow our followers to get to one, two, three, four. Okay, all right, you're probably right. Mm-hmm. You put us on the spot, though, Docs. Well, but I mean, that's what should happen. You're, sh- you're, after 123 episodes, you should be talking to people. You're right. Trying to recruit uh, new listeners, and, and we should have an elevator so, speech. So listen, we're we're we don't have it, folks. So what we're going to need is for somebody to write this elevator speech okay. for us and email it to. Pacenation at gmail.com. That's right. Okay, that's a good idea. All right, we're going to have a, a tightened up um, elevator s- yeah. speech for next week. We need to be able to answer that question. We do. You're and right. we can't. You're right. You're right. All right, well, we will uh, we'll have that for you next week's show. Um, but on this week's show, a big show to get to today, guys. Uh, excited to be joined in studio by the new director of track and field and cross country of American University. It's Sean Graham. Will be joining us in studio. He's taken over from Matt Sensuitz. Uh Great guy, former Pacers running employee too. So uh, excited to have him in studio on today's program. Also on today's program, we have a couple of running stories, running related stories that Docs is going to get into. Uh, Joanna's relationship with running. We're going to dive deeper into that. Uh, I've got an 
Edison, Thomas Edison story. You know, we talk a lot about uh, Edison bulbs. I, I was kind of hoping that you were going to say it like you did in the production meeting <laughs> where you said you have an Edison bulb story. No, so like you hear something about Thomas Edison and you think that it's an Edison bulb story. Yeah. Well, I love how that works. That, that, is, that is what I think, but uh, it's social media related. So we'll get into that later on in the program. Now uh, I am connecting the dots as to why Thomas Edison came across your desk. Okay. <laughs> also on today's program, uh, I want to talk about uh, what we did, uh, Pacers Running did for uh, Texas and the donations that uh, we are sending their way. And the Pacer Nation crew helped out with it. And I'm very proud about that. And we will talk uh, more in depth about that later. All right. And lastly, on the agenda is a story I hesitate to bring up, but it's a story everybody's talking about, so I guess we will have to as well. Can we guess real quick what they are? Uh, yeah, what, what it is? Yeah, for sure. Joanna? Healthcare. <laughs> no. That wouldn't it's, have come across my desk. Uh, no. Rocket Man. Uh, Elton John? No. <laughs> that is the correct Rocket Man. Yeah. yeah. How about uh, Reese Hoskins' record home run streak? Uh, no, not that either. Hmm. But everybody's talking about it? Well, everybody in, in, in my world, it uh, is, let me, let me give you a hint. Wait it, a minute. If it's everybody in your world, so this must be Washington football sports no, related. No. no, well, I guess. Kurt Cousins breakfast routine. No, it's, 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 it's running related. Uh, and I, I guess Ooh. that if you are not a hardcore runner, and you're mm-hmm. just kind of associated to running on the periphery. Uh-huh. A lot of people are talking about it. So I, I'm not sure if I'm a hardcore runner or not. I ran once in the last three you weeks. Are, you, you, are, is that a, you guys qualify as hardcore runners. Uh, All right, let me just okay. tell you what it is. Uh-huh. It's this woman <laughs> who is going, uh, running around, I believe, in oh, Arizona. No, in Colorado. Colorado, Colorado Springs. she's pooping everywhere. On Did, peop- yeah. Was this really, really, everybody's talking about well, this? It's just really irritating to me. I have not heard about okay. this. Okay. Uh, All right. All right. It's, I it's, actually did hear it. It's irritating to me. and um, So I guess yes. we've got to talk about it. <laughs> it's more irritating. Dating to the people's front lawns, but the <laughs> people who have <laughs> those front fine. lawns. But, but yeah, I just, I'm sure I, it, you're it, irritated it, too. We'll get into it later on, yeah. uh, because I do want to spend a, a couple <laughs> minutes on it. But uh, it, it is irritating to me, and I'll explain uh-huh. uh, later on why. Uh, why what it's a tease! So yeah. All right. So uh, before we get into all that, um, you guys mentioned the Northern Lights before in Aurora our, in Borealis in, yes. in our pre-production meeting here. Um, I don't know much about the Northern Lights, but I, I mm-hmm. want you to educate me. Well, you've you've had over a week. We recorded on a Monday last mm-hmm. time, and now it's a Thursday yep. the following week. So it's week. about 10 days. Yep. Yeah. So you've had 10 days to research it. What has your research unfolded? Uh, I know there's a show, Northern Exposure, but uh, I, don't, I don't know <laughs> We anything. told you that on the show. Oh, okay. what, did, well, what did you find out in the interim? I, I, I know something to do with Alaska-ish, uh, maybe. All right, fill me in. I'm Alaska's not, north. Get me off the hook here. Come on. It's like nature's light show. Okay. All right. And you guys were talking about it because? Um, oh, because Alex is from Canada. Okay. All right. Our, our former guest, Alex Hutchinson, last week's mm-hmm. guest was from Canada. So we talked mm-hmm. about Northern Lights. And, yeah. Okay. All Joanna, right. is, this, is this story going to Farley telling us what day we're going to Iceland? Is that why we're I, having this conversation? I yeah. think so. Because yeah. at, at the end of all this, I think we'll find that Iceland is the best place to see the it Northern is. Lights. Yeah. Well, why are we talking about the Northern Lights? I know if Alex was on the show, that's one thing. But it's, it's us and it's Graham. The, and, I tell you what, Farley. You, you know... Uh, 
a solar eclipse doesn't resonate with you, I'm not right. sure that the Northern Lights <laughs> well, will. I'm pretty sure you're right about that. <laughs> pretty sure. You can explain I, it better than me, I'm sure. I'll, I'll explain it on my science podcast, but okay. for, for the running podcast. Right. Um, Break it down for me, layman's like me. Well, it, it has to do with the atmosphere. Okay. Uh, and, and so this, this happens in the Northern Hemisphere, I guess, closer to the North Pole. So that's why we're talking about Canada and Iceland and Alaska. And there's gases in the atmosphere, and it's the way they interact with uh, sunlight, okay. uh, which causes uh, a lot of dancing colors in the sky. So, All right. so that like the like you you'll look up into the sky and instead of seeing a nice bright blue sky or or a, a sunny day, you're seeing like a green green lights kind of dancing throughout the, the night or pink or yeah. sometimes red okay okay all right that that's that's all fine and well but why are we talking about it like what why did why did i want to bring it up today's program oh, because well i want to see the northern lights okay yeah so there was uh, a conversation that i had with my brother about seeing the northern lights in canada okay and i had a very chris farley moment with dr beck the other day okay because he was like now we're getting somewhere we're talking yeah. about me okay good all right <laughs> i thought yeah. that might help yeah thank you all right so i went to see dr beck and dr beck was a little insulted that i would just assume that every canadian has seen the northern lights okay Ooh. um and i wait but you didn't say that i thought we'd concluded that because he's a scientist from that, canada yeah i that was secondary. I really just thought because he was Canadian. Uh, seen sure. That? And I understand that Canada is very big, but I guess I hadn't really put into perspective how big it is or yeah. how far away. Isn't Canada bigger than the United States landmass wise? Yeah, All yes. right. Let's get your Chris Farley moment. Go ahead, please. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. That was pretty much it. That I just really oh, didn't have a gotcha. geographical uh, yeah, grasp gotcha. on where the Northern How big it was. Yeah, okay. like where to see the Northern Lights. Okay. But anyway, so. Then Dr. Beck Googled this for me. And in order to get to Port Churchill, which is a good place in Canada to see the Northern Lights, it's $7,000. $7,000? By, by flight. This, and that's just paying for the flight. So you still have to like eat and sleep and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, this, and it's $2,000 to take the train there. And it's a 48-hour train ride. This, so it's nine grand. So well, you're if, talking- you, if you want to, you don't have to do both. You fly oh, okay. to get there and then, and then, uh, oh, I thought you had then to fly your luggage on the train. So, so Dr. Beck keeps like bringing this up and then I'm like, okay, well, what if you wanted to take a road trip? Like, just give me like mileage. Like, what are we talking mileage here? Yeah. Um, and it's about a thousand miles from Toronto. Piece of cake. And there's, there's literally no roads that go there. I'm I'm out. I'm not interested. <laughs> Seven grand's too much. Farley, um, it's not the only place to see the Northern Lights. Yeah. This this is why Iceland is now two fifty to fly to Iceland. Two fifty yeah. round trip. I'll Google it. I'll just watch Farley, it. On Farley, think about how much money YouTube Joanna just saved us. That's true. Two hundred fifty dollars yeah. versus seven grand yeah. is pretty good. Yeah, we, it, like we'd be crazy not to take advantage of this discount. Right. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad we got there. I understand why you want to talk about Northern Lights. Like Seven grand. If you want to go to Iceland on the Pace the Nation trip to see uh, the Northern Lights, uh, let us know. Our next PTN happy hour is in however you pronounce the capital of Iceland. Farley, what is it, the capital of Iceland? All right. So I Googled it. The capital of Iceland is Reykjavik, something like that. So Well, yeah, I know it's something like that, right. but I don't, so maybe remember, I don't know. I don't we, remember how to pronounce it. All right. If 250 bucks that's our, uh, per person, that's our next happy hour spot. Yeah. Mm, fair. All right. Um, 
I don't know how to transition from that to our next guest, but we're going to Do you think that Sean Graham has ever seen the Northern Lights before? Uh, He's from can, Minnesota. We can, we, can, we can ask. We can ask. Yeah. There we go. That's our, that's our transition. Uh-huh. Next up, excited to be joined by the director of track and field and cross country at American University, our good friend Sean Graham joins us next here on Pace Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, guys, we are excited to be joined in studio by the brand new director of cross country and track and field at American University. It's Sean Graham. Sean, how are you? Thanks for joining us. I'm very good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. We were uh, just talking before you came on here that you were a uh, former employee of Pacers Running, and you said you came by the store last week. I did. It was like a uh, a homecoming a little bit, yeah. and I almost walked into the glass. There are, right, there are new doors. There are, the shoes are in different places. Way, yeah, way different. It was embarrassing, but the place looks awesome. <laughs> Thank it's you. Good. Yeah. Which, which location did you work in? I was here in, primarily. In yep, in Clarendon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so he worked in Clarendon before it was redone. So uh-huh. you know how those birds like go into the glass. They yes. fly into that. So it was probably yeah. that was I basically been, me. I would I would have been that would have been great to see. So uh, great to have you back in town. So we're going to get into uh, when you got back. Uh, it sounds like it's been a whirlwind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll get into that and all the things AU. But before we do that, I, there, there was I don't know how we got into the discussion before you came on about the Northern Lights. So we're throwing them. Farley, in why are you so obsessed with Northern Lights? <laughs> no, cur- they're awesome. Cur- Curveball here. So I'm, have I'm you right. seen the Northern Lights? Have you seen yes. the Northern Lights. Very okay. much. Where, where did you see them? So at certain points in Minnesota, um, Minnesota. See, we you can you can wow. see them. They're only You're green right. uh, around the Twin Cities, but if you go up north, you get more colors. It's yeah. It. I didn't even prep them for this. It's I, really yeah. it's really cool. Yeah. All right. So I was kind of. Uh, Poo-pooing it a little bit. Yeah, Maybe Farley doesn't like science. No, nope, I'm going to send you out there. <laughs> All right, because they were because these guys were telling me it's a uh, Joanna was saying it's a seven thousand dollar trip to go see the Northern to Lights. To Port Churchill, if you, to see yeah, them. that's if why you, it's cheaper to go to Iceland. Yeah. Okay. No, Probably you got to follow. Just along. pop a one way to Minneapolis. You'll be all right. One <laughs> way. You don't come back. I mean, I didn't say it. <laughs> well, all right. So, so uh, Northern Lights are cool. Okay, fine. All right. I've got Sean. Sean I like. It, I like it. how uh, you do not trust me. I don't Joanna. trust you guys. All yeah. right. All right. <laughs> We, we, we should make a trip up there. All right. But like you said, you are from uh, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. What part of Minnesota? I'm from a little town called Stillwater. So it's just east of the Twin Cities. All right. So that's where I kind of wanted to start. We're going to get into AU. We're going to get into your coaching career mm-hmm. uh, and everything you're doing over at American University. But back in the 90s, you ran for Stillwater uh, High School and your team was one of the top teams in the country. Uh, and I and I bring that up because we've got a local team here uh, in Loudon Valley. I think it's Loudon Valley uh, High School. They are one of the top teams in the country, if not the number one team in the country. Take us back into the late '90s when uh, when you were running high school. And <laughs> at least you didn't say early '90s. It takes back way into the yeah, '90s. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, and what was it? What was it like to run for you know one of the top teams in the country, if not the top team in the country? You know, it was uh, it was a pretty remarkable experience. You don't you don't really realize it as you're doing it. Um, back then, we didn't have the um, the actual national championships like they do now that Nike puts on, that New Balance puts on, that Brooks put on, um, where you have the ability for all the kind of the top teams to really compete. We just had Foot Locker, um, but that was more individual. 
Um, but in general, it was it was a it was a inspiring inspiring thing to to be a part of for sure. We had a great team back then. Yeah, and we we are uh, we're actually putting on a, a big high school cross country meet. So I'm in the throes of like all the high school scene right mm-hmm. now, and uh, we're putting on a big cross country meet, the DCXE invite this this weekend. Oh, we'll be down there. Uh, yeah, and so I, I mean, and and, and the, the guys from Loudon Valley, um, you know, they competed last week at Oatlands and. There is pressure on them, way more pressure probably than when you were running because there's so much information from, you know, Milestat or, or maybe even Let's Run or what. I mean, there is just so much information out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you recruit these kids. Uh, do you see that? Do you see that uh, these guys having th- th- a lot more pressure than when you were running? I think so. Uh, we we didn't have to deal with uh, the the constant microscope mm-hmm. back then. I, I mean, pre-internet truthfully it's right a little embarrassing but um it, it, i think it's a blessing and i think it's a curse a little bit for them because it's there's always uh there's always somebody watching and there's always uh the ability to see what the other teams are doing and that maybe not be the same path as your team but by the time you get to the end of the end of the fall you got to get ready so I'm, I'm impressed with the with the younger athletes this year to be able to, to handle that i think it prepares them well for the future because it's not going away that's for sure well, your your high school team. Last thing on your high school team, they had three kid, three guys from his high school team who broke four minutes in the mile. Were they all on your I team? Think, I think it's four now. Wow. Yeah, we're, we were hoping for five, but we're we're I think we're at four. Take um, that, West Springfield. Three Man. of three of us were on the same team. Wow. Uh, oh, West Springfield probably had a couple. Of, Docs ran for West Springfield. They probably yeah. had a couple yeah. sub four minute miles. Yeah, of course. How many guys did you have that went to Foot Locker? Oh, we all did. Oh, to nationals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just one. Yeah. Actually, no. Luke, Luke was a Luke Watson was a big cross country skier. Oh, Luke Watson, he went to Notre Dame, right? right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So he didn't do it. He didn't do it for locker. And I got tenth, and that was back when they took eight. Now they take Ooh. ten. Wow. Yeah. So you would have. You would have made. Well, it. So well, so we <laughs> didn't. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, we we employ a lot of scientists. Actually, it's a large part of our budget. Mm-hmm. We we can't get microphones that work, but we we have like thirty seven <laughs> scientists on staff. Yes. Which maybe we need to talk to our executive producer about. Um, but they're working on the space time continuum. Oh, uh, good. Like how we can manipulate it. You got to get a DeLorean. Uh, uh, right. That's, that's that's maybe the problem. Yeah. Uh, wasn't asking for advice on that, but that's actually a really good <laughs> Happy good, good question. Yeah, uh, if we can somehow get uh, the current Loudon Valley team back to race your high school team, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we're going to throw in the 1995 West Springfield Spartans <laughs> naturally uh, in, yeah. into that race. <laughs> well, that that right. actually wasn't my team. Okay, but, all right. Uh, that was a the best team. Right. Um, who who? How would that race play out? Well. I think I, you know the answer. I'm going to say that we're going to win only because right. I'm uh, yeah, <laughs> well, I, part I, of the I, team. I think he's biased, <laughs> yeah. terribly biased. Yeah. No, I think the uh, honestly the the, the uh, this is the positive way of saying kids these days. Kids these days are running a heck of a lot faster. They probably kick our butt. Yeah, they they've got a a star team there. Although I oh, don't want to sure. I don't want to you know take away from West Springfield, and I know we've got some listeners who are on that team, so mm-hmm. I don't want to alienate them either. But uh, it would be cool to, to, to somehow, if we could get these scientists to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what they're waiting for. Just hurry know. up and do it. So, so Sean, you uh, went from Minnesota to William & Mary. Why William & Mary? Right. Um, long story short, my, my family is from the East Coast. My extended family okay. uh, is from the East Coast. I wanted to go back East for, for college. Uh, looked at a, a number of different schools, but Andy Gerard. 
um, was the right coach, and William & Mary was the right school. Knew it when I got there, for sure. So uh, a couple of UVA grads across the table from you, so we'll move on from the William & Mary thing. <laughs> Go try. Um, so uh, you end up running professionally. You know, you, you make two Olympic trials, mm-hmm. uh, run th- uh, 1323 for the for the 5k and and a sub four minute mile one of the four from your your high school which is awesome um t- what was your favorite part about uh you know running who was your favorite coach you had some great coaches along the way running professionally give us some highlights yeah I've, i i got incredibly lucky lucky excuse me um in my entire career in terms of coaches I'm with andy gerard at, at william and mary and then i was out west uh, and i had frank gagliano coach gags for six years um and he he is probably the best coach in the nation mm-hmm. for, for middle distance and distance. So um, that was just dumb luck on my part. I, it, was, it was great. Um, Experience-wise, the, the team was amazing. I got to do some really uh, really fun stuff literally around the world. I mean, we, we traveled the world to, to do these races, and it was a, a heck of an experience for sure. Yeah, you went to Italy one time, ran with some race with Legat. Uh, <laughs> a lot of our listeners probably know Bernard Legat. Recall that race for us. Yeah, so that one is uh, that one was actually in Birmingham. Uh, I can't remember. I think it's on Wikipedia that somebody put it on there wrong. Okay. Um, that was in Birmingham. It was Team USA. It was the first time he wore a USA jersey. He and I were in the 3K together. Birmingham, Italy? Uh, Birmingham, yeah. <laughs> Birmingham, UK. UK, right. Yeah. See, he, I wouldn't know. You, you, you're giving me – he's giving me a hard time because I'm <clears throat> geographically I challenged. I thought you said so. Italy. It I was. did say Italy. Yeah. No, you was. Yeah. yeah. There was another one in Italy with Goucher that was awesome too. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was the first time I got to wear a USA jersey. I think it was the first time that he got to as well. And I think he, he won – I think he beat Mo Farah actually for a second, and then I got fourth. I got nicked at the line by some Russian guy. Yeah, running. But, you ran like seven forty something. Wow. Yeah, forty-seven that's, that's somewhere there. So that's the kind of level that uh, Sean was as a runner, but never made an Olympic team. Was that is that tough for you? It is. That's a stinging question. <laughs> yeah. um, hey, none of us have. It's no. The, you know, it's okay. I, yeah. yeah. You know that that's the ultimate goal. I think once you get to that level, is you you've got to you got to have that as your your pinpoint. Otherwise, it's not it's not really worth it um, to do the the sacrifice of the of the training and of the you know of the kind of day to day that you're putting off. Um, got a, uh, some uh, I guess bad luck. I got I got real hurt before the last Olympic trials. Uh, tore my Achilles about six weeks before mm. 2008. Um, so that was a, a, a challenging time for me. But um, you know, looking back on it, the the six years of racing and national championships and, and representing the U.S. In, in different events or different uh, races was well worth it for me. Well, I think it's tough. A lot of people don't. And I mean, Julie uh, went through the same sort of thing like mm-hmm. you. I mean, it, it, you guys put your lives on hold and, you know, you end up in a great position and, you, you know, you probably wouldn't change it. But it's tough. I mean, you're like when you finish running, let's say 2008, you're behind all your peers who gra- you graduated with William, from with with from William and Mary. I mean, how is, For that, sure. is that tough? Yeah, it's a. I mean, the, those life decisions are are challenging. You know, they the uh, I've got some really actually really great friends in the area that did some remarkable things. They all went to law school or or you know post grad. Uh, degrees. One's running for mayor of Minneapolis. The other, I got a couple lawyers. I got a yeah. We bunch. had Jake. We, we had Jacob on the yeah, show. Jacob was yeah, my roommate. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no way. Okay. Yeah. We were going to ask you about Jacob. Yeah. 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 So did he, you vote for Jacob? I haven't had the opportunity. Actually, I won't be able to. My, yeah. Uh, right. I'm, I'm I'm bargaining my parents. I think they'll be able to. Mm-hmm. Nice. He's, yeah. He's doing some amazing yeah, stuff yeah. up there. So yeah, it is a challenge. But the like you said, looking back on it, I I wouldn't change anything. You know. You, well, also, didn't you get an MBA too? Yeah. yeah so that yeah. when I when I got hurt, it was the they gave me the eighty twenty 
of 80% you're never run again, 20% you might be able to. Mm-hmm. So it was the, the bad side, 80-20. So it's kind of the, all right, what's next? And, right. and for me, it was like, oh, now I need to go be a, be a professional at something else. And, and Farley, refresh my memory. What does MBA stand for? Masters of Business Administration. Bingo. Is it? Yeah. Did I get it right this time? <laughs> I just Googled it. I wanted to, I wanted, I wanted to look smart <laughs> this time. So. Nailed it. Yeah. So MBA turned head cross country coach so that isn't a real linear path no um so that no. was that that wasn't necessarily that wasn't the plan your, your plan no so when i i when i got hurt i had the opportunity to work with gags for one more year i got they got the surgery to put the achilles back together mm-hmm. and i was just working with gags uh at otc and um had a had a pretty good time on the other side of the line so when i went was looking at schools to go back to it was actually going to be either here at au or, or back at william and mary I wanted the opportunity to work with the team and uh coach Centrowitz, you know was uh very helpful he uh, kind of open open armed and, and let me come in and work with him and that's when the uh the process started i guess yeah i caught the bug yeah and did you ever do anything uh with the nba that i mean it was this a waste <laughs> oh no no it actually did you actually go out and nothing, work the corporate world and say this is nothing not for me frustrates farley more <laughs> than, than somebody who gets unnecessary educated <laughs> right <laughs> i the I, I'll make I'll make you happy with it. Yeah, so yeah. I I did um, <laughs> I uh, graduated at AU uh, was uh, a contractor for the U.S. Coast Guard Homeland Security for wow. three years while I Were was you coaching. coaching. So I was doing, okay, I was doing both. I was actually doing. I was, I was here at Pacers. I That's was a right. contractor for the government, and I was coaching. That's right. Yeah, it was a it was a whirlwind. Wow. Yeah. Um, so all it 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 did be pretty well. Yeah. Um, but then the the Kentucky position opened, and that's when it was the decision of. See a Coast Guard. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm heading. You, you want to do. I'm yeah, yeah. I mean, So you're obviously just more passionate. Always been a runner, more passionate about running. Right. But must have been a very tough decision to to move. And I, I think coaches and, and Julie's been extremely lucky that, she, you know, she's got this position that she didn't have to move. Mm-hmm. But it's so tough that you guys have to go where the jo- you have to decide I'm going to do this and I'm going to go where the next job takes me. And that could have been Kentucky to middle of America, nowhere. And you yeah, know, I mean, that's, that's, it a was tough... there, in a span of like, I remember the date. It was August 9th. Um, I got a call from coach Florial from mm-hmm. Kentucky. It was a Sunday. I was just sitting in my boxers, actually <laughs> nice. sipping some coffee. Yeah. Uh, and he said that I had been highly recommended and wanted to know if I was interested in the job to, to lead the distance squad out there. And I said, yes, they flew me out there three days later and I got the job. I had to be there 10 days after that. Wow. Well, it's a challenge. Uh, did, I just I just signed a lease on a place. Did, <laughs> did you did uh, you did you enjoy? Uh, I'm, I'm sure you enjoyed the coach. Did you enjoy Kentucky? I did. I really yeah. did. It was a um, it was a heck of a learning experience for sure. The people out there were phenomenal. Um, yeah. The the SEC is. They gave me this pitch of you know the SEC is the most competitive conference in the nation. I I, I kind of figured yeah. everyone would say that about their own right. conference. No, it, it is. It, really it is. is. Yeah, it's intense. And it but it was great. I mean, you know, it prepared me very much um, for, uh, for the next step. Um, you know, coach Floreal is certainly a, a, a hard person to work for, but one of the best bosses I think I've ever had. Uh, he, yeah, he got me ready for this job. That's for sure. Uh, so Lexington, Kentucky, uh, different than Washington, DC, mm-hmm. I would say, mm-hmm. you know, big time college town, you know, basketball is number one there. Big blue nation. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Football. I mean, did you get, did you get immersed in that sort of community in that college town? For and were sure. you all in? It, it's hard not to. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, as the track coach, I'd be recognized in the supermarket. Really? Yeah. It's weird. Wow. I, my little community pool, um, 
I was just w- walking up to it. I, I bought a house out there and mm-hmm. this family was walking out. I was like, oh, welcome to the pool, coach. Wow. Yeah. I was, Did people ever so, talk to you okay. about the team's performance or about athletes on the team? They, a little bit, yeah. They they were, they were knew what was going on. I mean, there's mm. certainly a bigger following for basketball, right. without a doubt, but a, a few here and there definitely did. Uh, so John Calipari, I wanted to ask you, did you have any interactions Cal's, with him? And Cal's awesome. Is he? Yeah. He, a, lot of pe- a lot of people hate him. A lot of people. I think I, he's, I, I, he's. Most people, I think, hate him. Joanna, what's your but, opinion of John Calipari? <laughs> um, who is he? Yeah. <laughs> he is, he sounds like a yeah. sports guy. Yeah. <laughs> Go sports. Yeah, exactly. No, Cal is a phenomenal. Really? Yeah. He, so his, their offices were right down the hallway from ours. Okay. I'd be, I would walk into the office building with recruits if, as he's walking out, and he'd be like, hey, Sean, these recruits are yours? Wow. And introduce himself. That's, and, yeah. that's and a pretty good recruiting like, tool. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he is the, yeah, for, that, he yeah. has the right job. No doubt. The personality that he is. He's yeah. an amazing man. For the, for the other Joannas out there, <laughs> right. uh, John Calipari <laughs> is the head basketball coach at the University of Kentucky. Yes, and correct. He's, he's probably one of the most three famous basketball coaches in the country. college, college basketball, college basketball. The, yeah, yeah. There's, he, there he is some controversy a, in his history. Yes. Yeah, yes. there is a lot of success he's, in his he's history. vacated yeah. wins at previous days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but that yeah, so that's why he's kind of a polarizing guy for sure. But, yeah, all right, but yeah, and no offense to the other Joannas of the world out there. No, okay. I yeah. wanted to because yeah. I, I want them to understand what we're talking there's about. There's there's a thirty for thirty on ESPN. Yeah, about him. Yeah, and it's it's. Great. I, I've seen, it is good. Yeah, so we'll have have people check that out and mm-hmm. you get to know about Coach Cal. So uh, you had a great four or five year. How many years were you? Kentucky? Four years. Yeah, four Almost years. Yep. So it has been a whirlwind this last couple months. Um, so uh, Coach Sinchowitz stepped down mm-hmm. and at the end of last season, I'd say sometime mm-hmm. this summer. And how did you first learn that the AU job was open? Uh, he, he actually gave me a call uh, and, and let me know that he was going to step down mm-hmm. just before he did. Um, and I think that was just kind of a, a courtesy call. You know, it, he, he's very much a, uh, a figure in my kind of coaching sure. life. And I, w- I was really appreciative of that. It wasn't like a, Oh, you should apply for this job. I think it's more of a, Hey, just wanted to let you know, this is what's going on. Um, I, I didn't initially have that be the light bulb of, right. Oh man, I better this get on, I need, on that. Right. I mean, we were in the throes of the kind of the, the postseason for, for track and I get very narrow minded at that point. Right. I'm just like recruiting and, right. and getting the kids to, to run as fast as they can. Um, it wasn't until kind of regionals time that uh, kind of made the decision that maybe I should start looking at some things um, outside here. But even, even after that, I, I, I didn't want to leave Kentucky. I was very happy where I was, but mm-hmm. one of those, I need to look at what my five year, 10 year plan is. Um, and with that position open, uh, made some, some kind of thoughts about it at that point. Yeah. I mean, the, the American, uh, university track and cross country team has, uh, been just coach Sensowitz really. I mean, they were basically a club team before he oh, came yeah. on. So, I mean, how tough is it to fill, you know, the, the shoes no, of the guy who, you know, basically built this program. Gosh. Yeah. It's scary as hell. Yeah. Yeah. It, it must be. I yeah. mean, <laughs> how do you do that? You know, how, yeah. how do you, how do you step into a, uh, literally the, the, the program right. from the guy who started the program? Right. I can't, right. you know, uh, my, my ultimate goal is to, is to continue on the legacy that he started. 
um, there, there'll certainly be changes mm-hmm. in the way that that uh, that I, I direct the program. But the things that he did to get it going and to to, to have a, a solid, consistent, successful Division One program at a, at a small school in, in D.C. is I don't know how he did it. Right. I'm very thankful. But it, it is there. The shoes are too big. Yeah. And I, I actually feel like, you know, from what he came into where it was literally a club program to what you're walking into. I mean, you got some work to do for sure. Mm-hmm. But it was it's probably an easier position to take on now than it was, because I think the, the administration seems to embrace track and mm-hmm. cross country. So mm-hmm. that must be huge. He, for he has built up the, the understanding of, of, of track and cross country to a level that's almost you know commensurate with with the the, the big the high-end schools i mean yeah. we, we have we have pretty good funding now we've got great support from under armor we've got you know we've got phenomenal places to run we can go to the track meets that we want to go to it's you know uh our our ad uh dr walker is is big into success for the the track and cross country team to, to, and to have that kind of mindset already is incredibly helpful i promise you that that yeah. central didn't have that when he got no, there no, or no. anywhere near it no question. So you're back in D.C. Excited to be back in D.C. outside love, of the, the position. I love D.C. Yeah, yeah. Like Lexington was right. Lexington was fine. I think yeah. it's a beautiful pace. I think the, the people were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I just need a little bit more hustle bustle, I think. Yeah. And D.C. has got a little bit of everything. You know, it's got it's got the city. It's got the history. It's got the trails. We were out in Great Falls for a long run the other day and 10 minutes away. Right. You're you're in the woods. Right. It's awesome. You probably won't be recognized at the grocery store. I'm okay with that. Well, I was going to say, you never, you never know. You never know. I'm yeah. good. If you, if you wear that uh, track coat shirt. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, right exactly. I didn't really say that I, had, I, you know, I wore that all the time. It's right. Coach Graham on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and a- AU is, is getting to be a more recognized school than it used to be. No, no, exactly. No, no question. Yeah. So uh, talk about this year's, this year's team. You've taken over. Uh, you're, you're the director of the men's and women's cross-country mm-hmm. team. Like you said, you just got here, and you're already into meets. What, what, what can we expect from the team this year? How does the team look, Coach? The, yeah. the, <laughs> give us a rundown. Yeah. No, the team's in, in yeah. as cliche as it sounds, the team's in great shape. Mm-hmm. The, uh, both teams put in a ton of, a ton of running over the summer. Um, and anybody that has an understanding of cross country, if you don't do that, you will not be successful. Right. They, they put in a lot of miles. They put in some, some pretty, uh, solid, uh, just base work over the summer, which, which puts me in, in great stead in terms of now getting a little bit more specific, getting the, the workouts tuned up to get them ready to compete. So, uh, the team looks really, really good. We've got, a, on, on both the men and the women, a lot of people that are prepared to make big steps. They, um, they, they've had a taste of a few things and I think are in a very good position to, to do some much, uh, much bigger things than they have in the give, past. Give us a couple of your individuals that you're really excited about. Uh, on the women's side, the, um, the returners are Adriana and Ariana. Uh, they're, they're killing it. Uh, mm-hmm. They work very well together. And I've got two freshmen, um, Shelby and Nadia, who are um, just warriors out there. Mm-hmm. Shelby didn't even run cross country in high school. She was a, a, a great track athlete. She played soccer. And she's just been killing it. Right, I love nice. it. And then Nadia, Nadia finished the Navy meet and said that was the, <laughs> that's the toughest blanking thing I've ever, <laughs> I've ever done. There you go. And with a big smile on her face. So she's, yeah, she's killing it. On the men's side, I've got a, I got a pack of four up front uh, of, of uh, Matthew Aldine, um, Ben, and, and Liam that they're, they're learning how to pack run. And if they are continuing the trajectory that they're at, we are going to be in pretty good shape. Liam, who was a former guest, yeah, on I'm, show. I'm glad you mentioned Liam. Do you know the story? Oh uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I know. I know the story. Yeah. I was going to ask: Have you decided that? Uh, 
uh, you can save some money uh, and just issue one shoe to your athlete. I'm actually not. Year. I'm not going to give Liam shoes anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can do that well with one. Let's take it. I did. I mean, see what happens without him. I mean, he. I mean, how much press did that get the uh, the program? I mean, that this was is, this sports center top ten, right? <laughs> I know. Yeah. It was. It was. It was crazy. Um, can I ask you a question about the direction of the program? Yeah, yeah okay. for sure. So speaking, I went to AU, so mm-hmm. once an eagle, always an eagle. Mm-hmm. But I think traditionally AU has been really strong in cross country and, and maybe more of the mile and distance program. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's been kind of a smaller team. Like, are you looking to grow the program? Are you going to work on, on sprints and fields? Or like, what is, what is your vision for the future of the program? Right now, we're going to keep the, the direction the same. Um, focusing on middle distance and distance and and. St- slowly working our way down it's sort of the stay in your lane sort of idea um the the athletes that we have are are right within that uh, i do want to grow the program in terms of numbers i, I think our uh, in, in general if you look at the expanse of the of the team in terms of the you know the best athletes to the the developing athletes i want to kind of tighten that up and then sort of make it thicker in terms of making our uh, our level of performance a little bit higher and increase the numbers as well. And then once that occurs, we can maybe look at, at expanding a little bit further. So a lot of people don't realize what a director does. Um, it's not just coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's good that you have an MBA because you're, you're really oh, now running. it's good. <laughs> uh, right. I know. Yeah. Cause you're Did really, you get to use it. <laughs> you're really running your own business here. And yeah. a lot of it is business, right? There's a, there's a lot more to it than, uh, than it looks on the outside. Um, mm-hmm. You know, initially you would just think it's recruiting and coaching, um, but there, yeah, there's a there's a whole lot of budgetary and you know, compliance and making sure everybody's in in the right stead at the right time. Their academics have to be correct. Right. There's a, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it for sure. Is it a challenge? I mean, you must have had. I, I don't even know how this stuff works, but I imagine at at, at Kentucky and SEC school where they've got huge football money mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. is it a challenge where your your budgets are not what they were with the, your last stop yeah it is different um, but the uh, the administration has a uh, here at AU has a, has a great setup in terms of uh, the things that you know that we need to do as the coaches in terms of the things that they take care of um, that I, yes it is a challenge but mm-hmm. it, I, I don't think it's dramatically different than Kentucky particularly for track and field um, like I said, uh, my, my former boss, the head coach of Kentucky, Eric Florial, uh, instilled a, um, very specific work ethic, mm-hmm. um, that you've got to, you've got to make sure that everything is right or else you'll lose your job. Right. And, and that's what, that's what it was like there in the SEC. People are looking for you to make a mistake. And when they, really? when you make a mistake, they'll get you. Wow. Yeah. It's cutthroat. Cause that, I mean, that's not what traditionally, I mean, I, when we were running, I feel like it was. A lot of the coaches, maybe in high school and college, were just kind of placeholders and mm-hmm. kind of be, you know, seen but not heard type deals. So right. that that is definitely it's shifted. intense. And the, I mean, the 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 friends you make in those positions are phenomenal, but they also have they have their goals and they yeah. have their requirements that they have to meet. And yeah, I mean, better get them. But anyway, long story short, no, it's it's something that I I feel I'm I'm very much prepared for from that experience back there, and it, it's um. It's not an easy transition, but uh, one that I'm, I'm I'm pretty excited about for sure. And I'm kind of a nerd too with the NBA. Right, I, I, <laughs> exactly. it's, it's a good kind of change of, of pace every right. so often. Farley hates nerds uh, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Not true. I'm getting a bad rep on this show. All right, a couple quick hitters here, Sean. Um, for sure. Favorite uh, place to run in DC? Wow, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, 
that's not an acceptable. No, I know. Answer. Well, see, here's the thing. Like, I just got back, and yeah. everything is awesome to me right now. Right, right. <laughs> uh, when I when I when I came down for the interview, I started at uh, Roosevelt Island and then did the mall loop, and that yep. was pretty amazing. But I just got out to Great Falls, and that was awesome. Yeah, too, so, so Great Falls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Cool. So you do take your team to both those spots. Obviously. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah we're using yeah. everything around here. Everything, yep. the canal, all that stuff. Yep. Okay. Polo fields. Um, Favorite uh, running memory for you when you were here? For me, yeah, because you were training. Yeah, um, honestly, the and this sounds like a, a plug. The, yeah. the, the Pacers races for me were great. You know, I got hurt yeah. bad and basically wasn't yeah. able to compete anymore. And thankfully, the you know the rehab and everything worked. That was my reintroduction to to competing and winning and and, and having fun racing again. So yeah. that for for me personally, that was a. Um, uh, a confidence builder, a, a kind of you can still do the thing that you love successfully, and the the, the races themselves were a blast. So. He was the uh, inaugural Independence Day 5K uh, champion. Charlie Band <laughs> wanted to make sure I got that in. Uh, it was that was a race out in Fairfax. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Was, was I was good, super good, nervous yeah. for that. Yeah, I mean that was back. I mean. You had you were a volunteer assistant at mm-hmm. one point at George Mason, so that was sort of a home oh, it's course. A stomping for you. Grounds, you, yeah. you, you didn't want to lose on your home <laughs> no. course there. Uh, favorite running mem- favorite turf. running memory as a uh, professional? Um, there's a couple for the the, the trips out, out to Europe were mm-hmm. amazing. Um, Penn Relays is always awesome. We I got to do the um, the USA DMR one year. Um, and that was that was something that was that was pretty that cool. Is, that was very cool. I got kicked down by a bunch of Olympians in a mile as a five k guy, but oh, yeah, nah, that's all right. Yeah. Um, finally, favorite coach Sensuitz story. No oh, man, I don't. Yeah, wow. I that, <laughs> yeah. I think I would have had to be prepped for that one. Yeah. No, he, I mean it gets a little bit sappy in in mm-hmm. that sense, but he helped me a ton in terms of the transition from being a professional athlete to being a coach and 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 being excited about the next step so uh you know we had a lot of fun in a lot of different places and and you know with the with the kids without the kids but um i think the yeah the spring break trip where i kind of realized that stop this yeah nonsense you're not going to be at an olympian anymore <laughs> right 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 was a, was so a, him telling you that it's over yeah Sean, i mean it's I mean, one of your you, favorite i mean truthfully when you, he's good he's actually really that, good at that, you know yeah. because as runners yeah. we're dumb yeah, yeah. You, you know with the, the yeah, I'm. I was dumb. He's it's, actually really good at that. Yeah, because yeah, I've known and a lot of guys. He's had that conversation. For sure, he is a great person to have that conversation. Yeah, with. you need it. And he, yeah, he. I mean, not only did he he help me with that, but he he's the reason I'm sitting here right now. And that's I, awesome. That's pretty cool. All right, I, I said finally, but I, I forgot. I have one more mm-hmm. favorite Pacers running employee moment. Oh man. Um, <laughs> See you now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's some real. No, we All had right, no. Uh, well, was, we had some good times here. Yeah, that's for sure. No, no I, I, I. Okay, wait. I'll throw it. one in there. Yeah, too, I didn't. Sweet. I Unrelated didn't. to Pacers or running. Yeah. What is mm-hmm. your favorite restaurant in DC? Big Buns. Oh, what's my, Big so Buns? My, it's right out uh, in Boston. Okay, it's my college teammate, oh. Craig Carey. Oh, really? They're gonna open a new one. Uh, here's a pitch. You're gonna open a new one in, in Sherlington in a few months. But I haven't tried Big Buns. Get out there. Okay, it's awesome. All right, All big right. bones. What kind no, of food? big buns? Big buns. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said bones. Yeah, big buns. I thought it was like a wing spot. <laughs> no, it's like a gourmet burger and oh. salad, and the one in Shirlington's gonna have a bar. I have been there. It's actually really good. It's okay, awesome. that's your buddy. I was so, yeah. I went out there with uh, Gerard last Saturday, and okay. Jared Berger and Craig was there. It's kind of off the beaten path of it's, uh, in it's, Boston. Yeah, but. it's tucked into the. I don't know what's around. I've been around. It's tucked yeah. into the kind of the corporate area yeah. right there, but 
Look Definitely it, look worth, it up. Worth it's, the trip. Yeah, it's cheap and it's the food is killer. Awesome. All right. Well, that's I have I have been there and it's it is it is very good. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, Farley, what do you think of his phone? He you're just picked well, up his you're phone. The, you're yeah, the worst. I know. I, I've got the. Uh, a, a, a huge anxiety attack happening right now. His his phone is shat. His glass is shattered as mm-hmm. bad as I've seen. It's so, shattered, yeah, very bad. So, so I took great pride in having this phone and not a case around it. <laughs> yeah, because it, it's nice. I've got to this have a like thin I've got phone, this like yeah. alpha beta thing, and yeah. I thought I was alpha. <laughs> it jumped out it of my bag. It jumped out of my bag after practice two days yesterday, and it face down. It made that noise when oh, you pick it you up. Just knew it. Just destroyed. Oh, so okay. So it's only been a couple days. Yeah. All right. And it, we're talking it, about. It, his- I mean, this is an iPhone five or six. Yeah. yeah. With no case. Right. So all right. So, so I, are you going to get a new phone? Or are you going to? I'm, I'm get a actually going to walk over to Sprint and get a new. Yeah. I mean, it's so it, it was. I mean, it's. I think it's got it's bad. It's, it's got bad like six team. gigs of whatever, so it's chugging. <laughs> right. I need a new one anyway, yeah. but yeah, I'm super embarrassed about uh, it. I'm like a sixth. That's grade, one of my my, my very much uh, pet peeves. Harley almost I kicked them out of the room when, yeah. he, when I, he, I, he I had to flip it over. over. If yeah. you just heard yeah. the clunk this of the table, this interview is over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we're Farley, gonna, uh, I, you have been through me hating on him all interview. Yeah. I think I owe you an apology. Everybody needs it. I'm using you as a vehicle. All right. I'm pretty sure my phone only has like four gigs. Yeah. So we're pretty close then. Yeah. It's, yeah, we're, yeah. She's got like an iPhone 2. Yes. It's really irritating. <laughs> it still makes calls, it's right? An, yeah. It's an iPod. <laughs> it's it's just makes an iPod. Call, it makes calls and texts. That's it. Yeah. All right, Sean. Well, we'll look forward to seeing you guys. You got a full schedule here. Where yep. are you guys next? Uh, uh, we're heading up to Paul Short. So okay. we got this weekend off heading up to Paul Short. That's going to be a, a good test for us. Awesome. Uh, a, lot of the, a lot of Patriot Leagues will be up there. Patriot League teams will be up there. Um, so yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a good, another good test for us. All right. Well, we'll be following you. Uh, Sean Graham, he's the new director of track and field and cross country at American university. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for the time. Appreciate it. All right. There he goes. That's Sean Graham, director of track and field and cross country, American university. This is space nation. We'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Sean Graham for joining us on today's program. Fun interview. Good to catch up with with Sean. Um, Very impressive uh, running resume that uh, I I don't know if I brought up his whole running resume, but you know what I like about he He's a very, like, modest, like, humble guy. Yeah. So you wouldn't walk around. He he doesn't walk around and say, like, I ran this race with – Bernard Lagat or it's it's USA good Jersey that there. he had the career that he had and you <laughs> yeah, didn't have the career that he had <laughs> that's a good point uh, but he's a new director obviously at American University so check them out auegles.com um, is there is their website a lot of great stuff going on over there at au with uh, with their new director Sean Graham all right so guys we um, mentioned uh, from the top that you both had something running related you needed to share and i love when you guys share your personal stories so let's start uh, with you i don't know you. that you're gonna uh, like this all right let me start with you <laughs> joanna let me start with you joanna because if it's not good doxis has got to be good so uh joanna what's going on running wise well um 
you know, I've been struggling a little bit trying to get myself geared up for marathon training. Yeah, yeah we're going to uh, do Philly. Yeah, right? well, I, I might not do a full marathon. Oh, really? That might be a little ambitious. But I had I had a really tough week running-wise. And part of it maybe is because I was mentally prepared for fall and it's still summer. Yeah. And I really just, I struggle a lot in the summer. And when it's humid, I just, I, I really can't get my long runs in the way I want them to. And I had a terrible long run last week. And then I was struck with this, uh, like my friends are having this conversation about um, Instagram and how people only put like good moments on Instagram and then other mm-hmm. people get really jealous because they're like, oh, they lead such a great life. And then it's like, well, you're only seeing like the curated yeah. good moments, right? And I feel I don't have that type of jealousy about people on Instagram, but I do have that type of jealousy about people who just consistently run well. Yeah. Like people who can handle running in summer just make me so jealous and angry that I don't also have that ability. So I'm in like a really low point of my maybe you shouldn't try to keep up with the Joneses. (laughs) Maybe maybe don't don't look and see what other people are doing and just focus on yourself. I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it's just, it's so hard right now, and I'm just having such a miserable run. So you're out on the fall marathon. I'm uh, out on a marathon. I might okay. take it down to a half, but if things don't improve, I don't even know if I'm going to do that. Uh, it has been a little bit of a what, an Indian summer here. The which, first you, week of fall. which you said wouldn't happen. Yeah, I know. And I told you, it always makes a resurgence. Yeah. Well, it's been in the 80s, so it's not... We never got that, like, really hot humidity, uh, hot and humid weather of the high 90s or, uh, you know, close to... Well, you've been under a rock. Tickling 100. In August, I'm saying. (laughs) We never tickled 100. Uh Uh, I don't like that. (laughs) Uh, You don't like the phrase or you don't like... Yeah, I know you don't like it when it's I don't like either. I don't think the I don't think the phrase you just made up is going to catch on. High nineties. I pre- I predict in two thousand eighteen okay. nobody All will right. be using that phrase. Well, we'll say I don't I don't think people like when it was in the high nineties. That's what I'll say then. Uh, yeah, but it has been pretty. Mi- I thought it was pretty mild in in August, but we're kind of paying for it here into September. You're right. All right. Well, that's disappointing. I know uh, a lot of people are getting ready for their uh, fall marathons and probably are going through the same thing, struggling they, with but the heat. See, my point is that like, I feel like so many people are unaffected by the weather. I don't weather. think you're right. I think and that it makes me so angry that Joanna, it affects me so much. Stop, Joanna. Yeah. It's all mental. <sighs> hey, let, let me ask you this. This is, this is one thing I was going to bring up. Um, but I, I went for a run the other day. Because, uh, you, you know, as I said before, I'm, you know, I had some back issues, so I couldn't run. So I went for a run the other day without a watch on. Do yeah. you do you ever run without a watch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I typically don't run with my Garmin either, so I kind of know the same. Route. So then, how do you know if you're if you're struggling or not? Like just by the way you feel? Yes. <laughs> All right. Mm. So I, I feel like I feel like this could be coached as well. Yeah. Well. Trip's failing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, like, Trip, Trip is uh, worried about the X's and O's yeah. and, and not what's between the ears. Yeah. Um, Could be. That, that's fair. Could be. So so is, is running without a watch, is that one of your uh, well, running, that, that running was, tidbits that you well, got? That, that was, like, one of the things I did, and it, it, it was surprisingly such a weird feeling. I, I liked it, you know, but it, it, it was – because I, I was like, I, I – I just didn't want to like see how much I had lost. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I, and I just went out and I know the route. So I knew, I knew about how far I was running. 
and okay. I, I just I just did the run. So that gave you a little freedom. All right, and that's it a, did. That's it, a Coach Sensowitz thing to run without a watch. We've talked a lot about Coach Sensowitz here. Yeah, yeah, it was it was that's just good. Okay. it was just about running, and and of course, like nothing's getting posted. You don't have the feedback at the end of it. It's you know you're not analyzing the numbers. It's pure. Wow. I, I actually and and my conclusion on that was like well, this is something that uh, you know people should do more of or or maybe like think about so that you're not so obsessive with the numbers. That's why I was asking because it's yeah. funny that you have that that experience and then like one of the things I wrote down on my my envelope which where <laughs> where I do my notes my show notes is is was running with no watch well and i don't feel like i focus on the numbers as much like my concern is really Mm -hmm. more of how i feel Mm -hmm. and i just feel like running is so hard for me and really whether i'm going like 9 30 or 7 minutes it feels the same it feels really hard but it's i mean that that was one of the things like it, it freed me up while i was running uh, to rather than focus on what I'm seeing on a watch, it yeah. freed me up to focus on how I felt. Well, terrible is how I feel. <laughs> All right, so that's one tidbit from uh, Docs. What else mm-hmm. you got, Docs? Well, I don't. I don't really have uh, tidbits. I just had had these short notes. Oh, I, okay. like how, I like how they have to like. Uh, have, they got to fit my agenda. Three minutes and twenty seconds yeah. to speak. Yeah, yeah. Um, I texted you guys this. I was I was driving, and I saw like I was stopped at a light. And there was a guy on the corner of the of the street. He was a runner, mm-hmm. and he was waiting to cross the street. And then when the light turned, he he ran across the street. He took about ten steps at, on the other side of the street, turned around, and ran back. And he he looked at his watch. My immediate thought: I was trying to figure out. I was like, "What in the world? Why did he just do that?" And I think that he was waiting to go a certain distance on his watch before he turned around. But he he stopped for at least 30, 30, 45 seconds at that stoplight to cross the street to get to that turnaround point. And that made me wonder as well. And so this is all watch related. I have just watch stories. Okay. Like, do, do you guys, do you think that that's what he did? And what, what do you think about that? I think he was trying to get exact mileage probably uh that he he thought he was going to be at one point of the mileage so he wanted to go back and forth to get the mileage he needed to get i think that's what he did too and i think like he would have been weird he would have been better served if he got to that light and he only had 10 more steps just turn around and go the other way just just have your run be 10 steps shorter but you're continue continuing to move what i also didn't understand is why not just turn down the the side street and go 10 steps that way and then turn around and come back. There was like other options. I, I, I just cannot figure out why he waited 30, 35 seconds to cross the street and then turned around. I, I don't have anything else. I don't, I don't know what else it would be. Um, he's weird. I don't know. I, I mean, people get Could really be an OCD weird. Thing, yeah. People get really weird about their, uh, yeah, about their, their their running times and watch and Garmin distance and all that stuff. And he was spelling something. Or Oh, that's what you suggested, isn't it? Or maybe that, he was. Okay. Yes. I think that's actually probably the answer. That That's what it is. It's like he wanted to, to spell something oh, on, this, on his street. I've so seen the map. people do that. Yeah. So their Strava map says like. Go Docs or something uh-huh. like that. Yeah. Docs twenty twenty. Yeah, Docs twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, thank maybe you. That, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we do anybody... need we do need to pick up the the presidential campaign a little bit. That yeah. has stalled. Uh, I'm I'm worried that that if I don't pick up the pace, I'm not going to win the election. 
Well, so, I think you need to worry about the nomination first. Or are you, I guess you're running. I'm running as an independent. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. All right, and then the, the last thing I wanted to bring up, since I'm since I'm pigeonholed into putting yeah. all of my my yep. random. You got thoughts. three minutes and twenty seconds. Yeah, my yep. my random thoughts, which is my mile PR. Um, <laughs> I got some feedback from a loyal listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll we'll call him Michael. Okay. Uh, I don't Joanna's know his brother. I don't know. It's not Joanna's okay. brother. Uh, but we did ask about you know for feedback on that short episode that we had. And he was mad because he he said that he wants a longer show because it barely got him through one commute to work. <laughs> so if you know, well, he's, Michael, this, you might be the only one. But he's, he's the only person who voted, right? Uh, <laughs> and so that's the majority. So we're okay. going to go back to the uh, to the long to format the, to the six hour shows again. <laughs> well, somebody did say to me uh, the episode after the short one, they were like, "I thought you were doing short episodes." Now. Yeah. <laughs> so mm. there's one person for the shorter ones, one person for the longer ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so it's even. Tweet us at Pace uh-huh. the Nation. Oh, it's Let a tie, us know. Tie yeah, vote. It's a tie right now. But but he did have uh, other feedback from that show as well. He said uh, in all caps, "Michael is a fast runner." <laughs> <laughs> so he, yeah. So he must be. Uh, he's probably not talking about your brother. I think he's probably talking about himself. He's talking about yeah. himself. Gotcha. He, his name okay. is Michael. Gotcha. And yeah. and That's he is funny. a fast runner. I, yeah, that was really good feedback. Uh, and I guess the, the, that experiment is conclusive because Michael is a fast runner. All right. Um, I mentioned earlier, uh, that there was a Thomas Edison story that I needed to, to an Edison bulb story. Yeah. It's Edison. And this would not have even made my radar had it not been (laughs) for Edison bulbs. But you know, when you go on Facebook and there's. No, nope. this, is, this is already yeah, yeah, yeah. unrelatable right. for both So there's, of us. you know, there's there's all these like videos of the ones I hate are the the cooking videos and uh, you know, fast forwarding through the. Remember when I did one of those and yeah, sent it to you? Yeah, they're, they're, I can't stand it. So there's a lot of like positive videos or positivity. Oh, or, and like, you hate sayings. that too. <laughs> no, oh. I like positivities, but I don't need your random saying to get me positive through the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, uh, a video that came across my desk here. Uh, it was about uh, Thomas Edison. And basically mm-hmm. the story is Thomas Edison came home from school with a piece of paper when he was three or four years old or whatever. Uh-huh. When he wasn't in school, okay. Well, he couldn't read, basically. So, so the t- his teacher gives him a piece of paper. He takes home to his mom. He gives it to his mom, and he says, Mama Edison, what does the piece of paper say? Because he can't read. And she says, your son is a genius. The school is too small for him, and you're going to have to teach him at home. We can't handle it, is basically what the piece of paper says. Is this a true story? No. Okay. See there now you 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 you're 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 getting to my point here. Here this is the, that that's part of what I wanted to to bring up. Then uh the the mom falls ill and dies and later on Edison is going through uh the some of her stuff, you know, years and years later and so he runs across the piece of paper that the teacher wrote and the 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 piece of paper actually says your son is mentally deficient we cannot let him attend our school anymore he is expelled mm-hmm. so instead of talking about how genius he is it actually said he's expelled and so the mom taught him and you know and and so he ends up being uh thomas edison who is a mentally deficient child uh turned into a genius who created the edison bulb no so uh, it's, it, he didn't create the Edison bulb. 
that would be the only part of the story that's true. Okay. <laughs> so that's my problem. Like, okay, is this really true? Like everybody's getting these, everybody's retweeting it and, and Facebooking it. Do you really think that happened? Like, there's, the, these, there's so much false information, especially on Facebook. On Facebook. Th- that stuff really just, I don't know why it, it, it irritates me, yeah. but it just, there's no way that's really true. Um, as a librarian, I would need to see some citations okay. that, to prove the accuracy of this. But I do think that people just like run with something. And in this case, I would argue that the point is not really whether it's true, it's true or, or not. not. The point is that uh, how you phrase things matters. Mm-hmm. And so being positive helped Thomas Edison I'm all about being positive. Yeah, become who he is as opposed to like focusing on the negative. I agree. But I would rather that that was done with accurate information. Yeah, I just can't believe it. I can't and believe it. And maybe we're wrong. Maybe this really did happen. Uh, no. A note. Why, like, why would the mother keep that note? <laughs> exactly. Good point. Good point. She like, wouldn't. What does she want to do? Like one day be like, ah, just kidding. You're not a genius. Yeah, exactly. Also, maybe. Casey didn't take the trash point. out. <laughs> that's a good point. Good point, Doc. And it might have happened to somebody who wasn't Thomas Edison, and then whoever originally made this Facebook post changed it to Thomas mm-hmm. Edison because, like, nobody cares that, like, Joe Smith turned out just fine, yeah. even though the school expelled well, him. Well, Joe Smith got in trouble <laughs> with the NBA once. But the, the thing about, like, this Joe Smith, like, right. the difference between the Joe Smith and, and Thomas Edison is yeah. Joe Smith went on to make a Facebook page that was false. Right. <laughs> that was his big I mean, all you need is a picture, a Google image, a picture of Thomas Edison sitting in a chair and then uh-huh. you know use like photoshop and do a, yeah. a video or, yeah. or like or i move ben franklin because need, most people don't know the difference yeah <laughs> right, exactly <laughs> you need inspiring music yeah inspiring so, you, music. so you're gonna have to hire an orchestra yeah so i, I don't yeah. know that, that stuff kind of irritates composer, me but the, the message i'm all about being positive so don't get me wrong <laughs> it's, it's when <laughs> starting now don't get me wrong starting after this don't, story don't get me wrong but okay. i just i just wanted to all right I'll be negative one more time here on this next <laughs> okay, story. So, That's so it. So you're positive starting I'm, after this After next this story. story. Yeah, after this story. Then you start being positive. All right. So there is a story making the rounds that every non-runner is talking about. Every non-runner who wants to either like talk trash about running or, mm-hmm. or poo-poo on running. Pun intended. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's this woman in Colorado mm-hmm. who uh, – you know, goes around and has to make a stop to use the bathroom. Oh, no, she doesn't use the bathroom. That's no. the problem. Yeah, she actually uh, poops on people's yards mm-hmm. or lawns. Why people's lawns? I, yeah. I, I, I guess she just can't hold it on a run and, no. and she has to. There's something wrong with her because everybody knows, everybody who runs knows that, like, at some time you might need to find or locate a bathroom. Yeah. She is intentionally defecating on people's lawns. Right. And the the news story, I, I can't believe that I, I saw this. Yeah, but, but see, Somebody else brought seen this it. up to my attention. And the, the news story they were interviewing, that there was like a, a house where she would like do her business on their lawn like she was a dog uh, across the street. From them is a park with porta johns. Right. So she's purposely doing. She's this. purposely doing it, and she's she's targeted that particular house multiple times. Like they, they said, this was it's not like an isolated incident. So, 
like they, they say like once a week this woman is is uh showing up there are people that have gi issues yep. right sure uh even if you don't have it like something might come up sure um but you kind of know like if, if you're doing the same routes and the fact that the fact that she's targeted the same lawn multiple times like you know, when you do your runs, you you're kind of aware of your surroundings. You have an idea in your head: where are the water fountains? Where are the restrooms? If you, if you need them. So the fact that she's you know it didn't just happen once. The fact that it's that she's a repeat offender, to me, this means that this is not a running problem. This is a her problem. Yeah, I I agree. So what irritates me about it is mm-hmm. that somebody brought it up to you. Numerous people brought it up to me. You know, asking me about, uh, like, uh, does that happen? That just happens to all runners. I mean, of course, everybody has gone through some experience. like, But it's not a, you're, like you said, it is an issue with her. It's not a running thing. So my problem is when Sean Graham gets hired at AU, no one asks me about that. Like, that's a real story. <laughs> but this woman, when she starts well, pooping on people's lawn... You know, if our podcast was in Lexington, Kentucky, Farley, they would ask about Sean Graham. That's true, but 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 here in D.C., everybody asked me about. I, I literally had four people ask me about it, mm-hmm. and, and it's a sensational story that everybody wants to talk about. I don't want to talk about it. I know. I, I don't use the poop emojicon. I don't. I know. I don't like. I, I, I just. I don't. Should be I'm on not, the phone. I, exactly. I'm just not into it. I'm not. So don't ask me about it, okay? Farley does not like talking about number twos. I'm going to be positive from here on out, but I'm glad you... Wait, so your whole thing was not to talk about this story. Your whole thing was was just to make an announcement. We need to address it. Do not (laughs) talk to Farley about this. We we need to address it. I just wanted to address it, so that's it. I have a lot of topics that I don't want people talking to me about. (laughs) But you don't bring them up on the show. All right. Yeah, because if you do that, if you just bring it up on the show, then all that's going to do is like now rather than cutting down on the number of people that ask you about this, you've just increased your numbers. Probably some truth to that. Yeah. All right. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. We also have a store in Princeton, New Jersey. We are still hiring. So I want to throw that out there. And if you work for Pacers Running, you can be a success just like Sean Graham. Yes. Podcast guest, Sean Graham was a Pacers running employee. Let me run through some other Pacers running employees who've also been on the podcast, who've done some great things to add to their running resume, including Mark Drath, who's a representative for Mizuno out in the West Coast. Kate Murphy, she was an employee at Pacers, now at the University of Oregon. Heather Hanscom, Marine Corps Marathon champ. Uh, Mike Wardian, who does pretty much everything running related. Mark Davis, former Pacers employee, also podcast guest, who heads uh, communication for the Boston Marathon. Julie Cully, Olympian, uh, head coach at Georgetown. And Kerry Gallagher, also head coach and track and cross country at Manhattan College. I'm not saying that if you you know work at the, the Pacers and you come on our show that you're going to be these that will be huge, the projection, yeah, yeah, jobs and running, but hey, but it helps. Listen, hey, who knows if if your five to ten year plan is to be on Pace the Nation, <laughs> uh, being an employee at Pacers is a great first step. No doubt, that's a great way to do it. So you still can apply. You still can apply uh, to Tara, uh, Tara at RunPacers.com. Go on our website, RunPacers.com. And you can find all information about working for Pacers. And hurry up. 
do it now while uh yeah while, while supplies still... last <laughs> exactly <laughs> all right guys and finally i am very proud of you guys and proud of the podcast uh we hmm. uh through pacers running helped hurricane harvey and hurricane irma efforts uh, by selling we run for texas t-shirts you guys were the models of these shirts and once we put those shirts out uh, with with you guys' images on the web, emailed them out. They sold out literally in five hours. So well done. You guys modeling those shirts helped us raise $2,500 for hurricane relief efforts. So yeah, you job, know why? job well done. <laughs> why? The first time ever you had a plus-size model <laughs> people could relate to. <laughs> Uh, docs, docs. <laughs> I haven't run love in a while. The, love the self-deprecating docs. People can relate. You know, yeah. you, you're always putting out these these young, yep. svelte twenty-year-olds. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, we appreciate uh, you guys. Put you know, modeling those shirts. Uh, appreciate all the listeners who bought them. I, I, there was there was more demand than we had uh, supply for. So mm-hmm. uh, very cool that we were able to uh, to raise that that amount of money. Well, well, kudos to uh, everybody who bought one. No doubt. Uh, I guess those are limited edition. Those are limited. Uh, yeah. So that that's pretty cool. Um, do you know who bought uh, the ones that Joanna and I modeled, <laughs> and did they pay more for it? That's a good good question. We did put those back on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't think people want to know that. <laughs> that's, that's true. I no, did. I, I did shower. No, I, I don't. I, I don't know. But they should have been to- uh, sold for double or triple. Yeah. But uh, thank you guys. Thanks to the audience uh, for buying those. We run for Texas shirts. Very very cool thing that we did. All right, guys. Great show. Our first one under the new uh, executive producer, Kathy Dalby. I think it went well. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you guys aren't so sure. I, I don't know. Are you pausing, waiting for us to say or something? I don't know. All right. Well, thanks to uh, Sean Graham, director of cross country and track and field at American University for joining us in studio. Great to catch up with Sean. Good luck to the Eagles this season. Philadelphia Eagles and the American University Eagles. (laughs) Not so much to Philadelphia Eagles. Uh All right, that's William Docs for Joanna Russo. I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace the Nation. We will see you next week.
All right, welcome back to the program. And now, guys, we are excited to be joined in studio by the brand new director of cross country and track and field, Sean Graham. Thank you very much. Let me start over because I didn't Mm -hmm. say you. All right. Because you don't want him to say thank you? No, no, no. That was fine. I I (laughs) acted up. All right. Now, guys, we are. Nope. I usually don't need to do that, but. All right. Yeah. Welcome back. All right. All right. better. <clears throat> All right, welcome back this to the is program. Take us six hours. I hope, I hope you. I hope you have a lot of time. <laughs> I'm. I'm glad you corrected yourself and said that it was for hurricane relief because when you opened it, you were like. We were helping Hurricane Harvey and Irma. <laughs> yeah. It's like we, we used all of that money to knock people's houses down. Yeah, to make things to worse. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm glad I clarified too. 